Ladies and gentlemen, this is Lalit Danush, your host for Networking and Beyond, a show where we cover entrepreneurs across India and we learn about business, BNI, and networking, and much more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another amazing episode of Networking and Beyond. Today we have with us a very special guest, Dr. Salman, who is our director consultant and we've somehow taken him as our chapter member, even though he comes from another chapter called BNI Jet Kings. Dr. Salman has been on the LT of BNI Jet Kings three times. He's our director consultant, a leader personified and also a dentist by profession. He stands for his commitment, he stands for his leadership and responsibility. And I still remember the first time I ever had a conversation. I did not know anything about his position or anything. And the conversation that I immediately had brought some amount of warmth that I thought this is a person that I can go for at any point of time. And since the time I've been on the LT, I've been bothering him with a lot of doubts and questions. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome our guest for this very episode. Dr. Salman. Thank you, Alalit. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I'm short for words. Uh, <laughs> I did not expect such a beautiful way you put my introduction. <laughs> I'm so privileged to be here. Thank you for having me over here for the podcast series. Thank you, sir, for coming. And uh, when, I, when I called you, I know you have a busy schedule. Uh, you keep seeing your patients. And, uh, you know, I, I, the first thing I had in my mind was to get you on this podcast and, and I wanted to understand a lot of things which we will get to in the interview. But before we step on to anything, how does it feel to be on the first podcast of this region? And considering you've, you've been a senior member and you've been in the LTE and all the leadership roles, how, how is it to be on this podcast, sir? Truly, Lalit, this podcast feels really special to me because uh, this is also the first po- podcast I have ever been on. <laughs> That's so nice. I really am enjoying the experience mm-hmm. and this being the first uh, podcast series that we're seeing in BNI Bangalore region, mm-hmm. uh, this is something really special and uh, please remember, I will always make time for BNI Vega and <laughs> BNI Vega chapter members, regardless of how busy my patient schedule is. Uh, yeah, very true. And um, you've made that time and I'm so, I'm surprised sometimes being in a profession like that, the, the kind of time and commitment you make is absolutely amazing. And for the kind of support system you've been not only to me, but all the chapter members of BNI Vega just speaks for itself. And thank you so much for being on this podcast one more time, sir. Oh, it's my <laughs> pleasure, Lalit. <laughs> so, so let's get rolling and today we have three segments and the first segment is basically about business, how you got into this. Now usually I ask the other, other entrepreneurs what inspired you to start this business, right? But my question for you will be a little different. What inspired you to become a dentist? Uh, so Lalit, uh, growing up uh, I used to have a lot of dental visits. Uh, okay. My parents were... Uh, always uh, taking me around the dentist not that my dental hygiene was poor uh, but it was a sibling thing so my elder brother had a little poor hygiene so Mm -hmm. I used to do a lot of dental visits and that's where I got uh, fascinated with all the tools and the cool scrubs uh, the dentist used to wear at the dental office it was always (laughs) my comfort zone 
so since then i had already decided in my childhood that i will one day become a dentist wow uh, was there any like let's go back you know when you were a child was there something that fascinated you when you walked into uh, a dentist clinic because honestly for me it was the equipment the dentist the, i don't know what it's called the air pressure gun yeah uh, that's called an air syringe oh an air syringe yeah be <laughs> so um, the air syringe the drill it kind of fascinated me and intrigued me so much i always wanted to step out of myself and see what the dentist was doing in my mouth so what was your fascination about it? exactly so when i used to visit as a child the dentist used to allow me to experiment with his tools oh so he used to let me touch all the equipment and you know i used to fulfill okay. my curiosity oh lovely. so that's how it gave me this desire you know to someday i will grow <laughs> big and i'll own such an office someday and that has happened oh that's great i i, I think you know that kind of curiosity is what carries you through and uh, so let's talk about this part of dentistry where you finished your graduation what was your feeling once you finished your uh, you know graduation and now you were getting down to practice what was the kind of feeling that you had so uh, lalit uh, honestly speaking go with the dentistry uh, when you're finishing your graduation and post graduation and i finished my fellowship the entire process took me about 9 years plus okay and at the end of it it's a funny thing because you have actually not learned anything about business You see, dental school <laughs> never teaches you A B C of business. Correct. You are just a clinician. They Correct. just teach Correct. you clinical skills. And when you step into the real world, mm. real world of practice, business, you need to start from scratch. You're clueless. Correct. Correct. So learning the business of dentistry has been more hands-on, and I have uh, yet to contribute uh, a lot to BNI okay. because BNI has taught me a lot about business. <laughs> Yes sir that's fantastic so my question in fact was about business next so this transition phase you can say where you said you know you were a clinic a clinical practitioner uh, now you're moving on to this uh, phase of becoming a businessman what was your initial few learnings that you had here? like what was like something that took you back and said wow this is something about business that i don't know so there were lot of such things right uh as a clinician when we are learning we don't really know how our materials come into our practice how do we actually source them who supplies it how do we make payments how do we make purchases there is an entire account section to it <laughs> finance section to it sales and marketing section to it <laughs> so as a clinician you have only one job uh -huh. you just look into the patient's mouth and do the best you can you do not think all of these uh, uh adjunct people that work with you in the background to make it successful so i think i had been discovering lot many new things mm -hmm. on a daily basis when i started practicing on my own okay uh, was did you like it did you enjoy this process oh no not really i would not <laughs> say i would enjoy uh, it was actually frankly a uh, nightmarish okay and uh, mm -hmm. because uh, it's very uh, nervous time for a dentist who is just starting out 100% because uh, he does not know any contacts he does not have any vendors he Correct. does not know any people who can source and supply Correct. Correct. so building that credibility takes a lot of hard work very true and you will need to know the right people to make the right calls oh, i think you spot on answer i like i like the authenticity you brought to that answer because it's it's necessary i i think it's it's a big takeaway for all the people who are watching in terms of people practicing right in in our own chapter uh, i've seen you being our dc i've seen uh, uh, dr swati i've seen a lot of other doctors who 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 have learned their practice but eventually come to a point where there is a whole new chapter of business right and i think you you nailed it on the point and i think it's it's an answer for everybody out there that they should also learn that business aspect um 
So let's get down to your specific business, sir. So if there are three things about dentistry, okay, let me be more specific, oral hygiene, right? If there are three things about oral hygiene that you would tell people to in terms of their maintenance in their own self-care, what would be those three quick tips you could be passing? Three quick tips, I would say brush, rinse and floss. <laughs> right okay. so you need to brush twice a day okay you need to rinse after every meal okay. and you need to floss every night without fail so okay. brushing rinsing and flossing will ensure you will have good teeth your entire life okay i already feel guilty because i do only 50 percent of that i brush once i rinse once or twice i don't floss um i want to ask you on a personal level why why is flossing important so flossing is a really important thing uh, which most of our indian uh, population does not follow. Uh, flossing basically means uh, reaching, using a thread, a wax thread and reaching between the teeth where your toothbrushes don't reach. Okay. So basically whatever uh, sticky food that you have or any food that you have which gets accumulated in between teeth, the brush okay. never is able to take it out. Okay. So to taking it out and maintaining the hygiene 100%, you will need to floss between all your teeth surfaces. <laughs> I mean, I think I should take that seriously and start off right, right away because honestly, I've never flossed in my life. Uh, I, I have rinsed and I have uh, been brushing my teeth. But like you said, it's a cultural thing that, you know, comes to us. We're not used to that concept. But as the awareness spreads, I think, you know, oral hygiene will definitely improve. So now that you've pra been practicing uh, uh, this... Uh, dentistry of yours, I want to know what is that you stand out in in your practice. Uh, I don't want to compare, I don't know if it's wrong to compare you to other dentists, but I just want to know what, how do you stand out from the rest of them? What do you think is your USP? Okay. Uh, one thing, uh, Lalit, I'm an uh, orthodontist by specialization. Okay. That is, I help uh, design smile of people. Okay. Uh, but I would say my main USP is that uh, patients find me very comforting. Okay. So I am not in the business of doing dentistry. I am in the business of providing comfort. Lovely. So most of the patients, once they start treatment with me, I become their family doctor and they never change the doctor. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, so, so how important is this relationship aspect? I mean, can you give me something about that? How important is it? See, uh, having your patients is like having your extended family mm -hmm. because this relationship goes through on generations. You see one person and then you see their grandparents, you see their parents, you see their spouses, you see their children, sometimes you see their grandchildren mm -hmm. and this relationship lasts for as long as you're going to practice. Okay. So you will need to maintain that. So you have to be the people's person to develop a good practice. Okay. That's lovely. And I think that also seeps in in a lot of uh, personality that you are, right? Like how I introduce you and now I can connect these dots, you know. You bring that aspect of relationship not only in terms of your dentistry but also your business associates especially with when I see you around BNI members I think now I can relate to what you just said. Um, is there any oral hygiene regime apart from this that you have to maintain as an individual uh, you know? See I would uh, say uh, Lalit uh, probably uh, the biggest uh, enemy to your teeth is your sugary drinks and your carbonated beverages. Okay. sodas and colas so okay. you need to kind of cut down this intake and mm -hmm. people need to cut down on smoking mm -hmm. and most importantly they need to cut down on junk eating especially okay. in the nights and not odd hours mm -hmm. so I think these things are really important uh, mm -hmm. in maintaining a good uh, oral hygiene regime okay what happens if you if you if you're in the habit of this what is the end result of this so end result of this your teeth start decaying 
your gums start decaying you may have bleeding gums problem you may have dental pain mm -hmm. eventually you may require some uh, specialized gum treatments or you may need root canals or you need to get a few teeth knocked off <laughs> <laughs> so i mean as as fun as that sounds i'm pretty sure the experience is not the same i think precaution is better than cure i mean that that's what a doctor would recommend as well um so you said you are you 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 are a expert in smile in making people smile better and they say a smile uh, and it's uh, it's a, it, it increases your face value and today a smile is what people judge you on also right um what is your what is your opinion about uh, teeth whitening uh, procedures and treatments so uh, teeth whitening uh, lalit i will uh, tell you for most of the people out there who want to get the teeth whitened uh, it's a very uh, delicate matter and uh, not everybody is fit to undergo teeth whitening any person any uh, who requires teeth whitening or who wishes to get teeth whitening done should always get themselves first evaluated by a dentist okay and only if their teeth are healthy their okay. gums are healthy mm -hmm. with the clearance of a dentist only then they should go ahead for teeth whitening so teeth whitening involves a thorough clinical evaluation of your oral health to see if you can receive a teeth whitening or not oh okay i didn't know that at all because i've just been seeing advertisements and you know all these new products that are coming up i just thought it was it was a uh, procedure that you just go go ahead with i mean thank you for that information i think it added a lot of value to the listeners as well um my last question for you okay in fact my second last question for you is is there any natural way to strengthen your gums now you said you know uh, eating junk food drinking beverages or smoking any of these habits would um, you know cause a lot of gum issues as well now let's say somebody has been in the practice now what should they do now to cope up and how can they strengthen their gums uh, you know despite all of this happening to them see uh, first and foremost lalit i feel uh, uh, lifestyle modification mm -hmm. so abstinence from all the habits dietary modification is the number one spot mm -hmm. apart from that if i had to give you some uh, quick tips is whenever uh, someone wants to go to bed every night mm -hmm. they need to massage their gums for about 2 to 3 minutes using their thumb and index finger mm -hmm. probably a little bit of aloe vera oil mm -hmm. along with that mm -hmm. and that massage really helps in uh, blood circulation around the gum mm -hmm. and that helps building stronger gums That, that's fantastic now is there any reason that you put uh, you know uh, the gel or the oil uh, it's a natural astringent which means it will harden the gums it will give them more strength and it is a natural antiseptic as well so it prevents uh, your gums from getting inflamed okay so then my question is when should a person visit a doctor right like the, you've given us a couple of remedies to do at home but when do you think a person should visit a doctor or maybe you can tell us the frequency of it apart from uh, you know apart from the pain and the some problem that's being caused apart from that any other time that you think they should visit a doctor uh, see uh, in india we need to develop this habit this culture right from the schooling uh, where we need to integrate dental checkups as part of the schooling and parents need to visit with their children every 6 months to a dentist mm -hmm. regardless of whether they have problems or not Mm -hmm. because uh, it is always uh, better to get yourself checked and if there are any problems detected at the earliest stage sadly most of us uh, remember dentist or go to a dentist when we are at the end stage when we have severe pain or an infection and at those times a dentist is limited to doing only aggressive procedures okay 
and he cannot actually uh, advise you on preventive procedures and he cannot actually avoid big procedures okay. so to make sure you have a good uh, dental hygiene throughout six months one uh, visit is mandatory i would feel with the dentist that's great sir so a uh, six month once without any problem is a must because uh, again it helps you keep whatever disease that's coming your way uh, at check and the second thing is that's a reg that's a regimen that i think everybody should follow i think very well said there sir uh, i think that's a tip for us to take away uh, my next segment is going to be about bni right uh, this is a segment where we're going to talk about the channel that leads you to your patients the channel that leads you to your business if you want to call it right uh, so first thing how has your journey been in bni for the last 3 years oh bni journey has been fantastic i sometimes look back 3 years back where i have started and where i have come and i feel already nostalgic so the the bni growth has been amazing and i have met some lovely people through this organization and it's been a learning every single day right from the day i have joined i feel every day i have become a better version of myself wow that's great uh, any any recent learning that you got from bni uh see we always uh, in bni it teaches you that you always have to do a win win situation uh -huh. you must always think of a situation where everybody is happy it's a people's organization again mm -hmm. word of mouth matters a lot it's a word of mouth organization so it basically uh, evolves your people skills correct correct uh, and people skills in business is in fact uh, one of the most important things right so i remember studying about marketing and one of my professors always telling me no matter what happens right even if you put a social media ad and even if the ad is really good and you don't do your service or your job well people will still not come to you however even without an ad if you do your practice and if you do your job well it the word spreads right and it's the most strongest uh, way of marketing very well said there sir um uh, this is a question that does not come across to everybody because there can be only one dc right so what has your experience as a D dc for bni vega chapter been so as you are aware i have been an ambassador before i became a director consultant for about 8 months with yeah. bni vega yeah. so the transition from uh, ambassador to being a director consultant was actually very nerve wracking okay. so i was not sure i was not confident at the beginning whether i could deliver myself mm -hmm. uh, whether i could uh, uh, meet all the expectations that were set of a director consultant whether i can give so much time and so much commitment but uh, then i decided that every day i should wake up and give my best and that i have been giving since the time i have been a director consultant and i think uh, i'm getting lucky things seem to be falling in the right places <laughs> that's great sir and i'm glad that you know we have such a strong support system with bni vega and uh, moving on to another leadership position that you uh, held that is you've been on the lt of your own chapter i want to know what are three learnings that you can give by being on the lt of uh, a chapter of a leadership team so firstly i have been on all three roles of a leadership team oh, oh really the secretary treasurer wow. the president the vice president i have been in the mc committee okay i have uh, held most of the important uh, roles in the chapter okay i would uh, tell three important things is the first one uh, do not burn any bridges mm -hmm. right keep mm -hmm. your relationships just because you are in a position of power it's not a position of power it's more of a position of responsibility Correct. you will need each and every member of your chapter to grow yourself mm -hmm. so never burn bridges mm -hmm. uh, 
second thing most importantly which probably one term when people finish in LT they learn is you cannot keep everyone happy correct if you want to keep everyone happy you need to get off the LT table and you start selling ice creams <laughs> so you just cannot keep everyone happy and uh, third most important thing I would always say is don't be afraid don't get intimidated always do the right thing even if you think uh, it is scary it always pays off in the long uh, run so always don't be afraid to do the right thing I think I can agree with you being on the LT table um, a lot of learnings for me as well in, in the last one month and one thing that you rightly said is begin with the end in mind because there is an end picture to this and whatever we tend to react or you know take decisions immediately is going to cost us and is going to burn bridges as well so I really like that point and I think I also we have also had conversations based on this um, sir now moving on from your leadership role in BNI I want to know Dr. Salman as a BNI member right uh, what was your uh, procedure or process of referral generation all right so i have always believed uh, in bni or outside bni uh, 97% 98% of my business comes through word of mouth so sincere work and good value for money for my patients mm -hmm. i think these two are a big driving factor mm -hmm. that helps me put that bread and butter on my table on mm -hmm. my family's table mm -hmm. and i think that is uh, the most important thing for any doctor having that ethical practice mm -hmm. and making sure uh, you give a good value for money to your patients. Okay. That's lovely and uh, I like how you keep putting it back to the point that your practice is bigger than everything, right? And if you do that right, if you keep it ethical, everything will automatically follow. Um, do you want to give me a, a quick example of one of your referrals in terms of a story in uh, any any big referral that you've given, you've gotten any story that you want to share? Alright, uh, I will share uh, two, one which I've given and one which I've gotten. Uh, one uh, member in my chapter who was an infrastructure commercial guy, uh, he's been in the chapter for four years and okay. he's not made a single rupee. Okay. And he was on the verge of uh, quitting because he's not got a single referral. So having the... Uh, uh, me being on the leadership team table, I was really perturbed by this fact that this person has tried really hard and hasn't got business. I did about 10 joint calls with him and finally closed the business for him. Okay. And that business uh, has fetched him about 2 crores wow. worth of business. And now through the same business, he's got another tire to referral, which is fetching him another 2 crores of business. Okay. So he's sold for BNI <laughs> now. So I really believe that, you know, BNI really impacts other people the same way when I get uh, amazing referrals I do not uh, value them or measure them on the basis of transactional value in terms of how many rupees it is worth for me it is about how many tier referral can I go okay. so my goal in BNI is I need to hit a tier 99 referral okay and uh, the one that I received uh, from one of my BNI chapter fellow members I have uh, reached tier 19 I have recorded tier 19 uh, level of referral. Okay. So I think that's a huge success for me. Okay. So that just says that one person referring to another, to another, to another 19 times. Uh, we are still growing strong. Okay. So that keeps me really happy. Okay. Can we just repeat that one more time? Because I, I feel there's a very strong takeaway for a lot of our members. Um, I, I personally would love to experience something like this. What do you mean by a tier 19 or a tier 99 referral? Just that part, can you just quickly explain? So, uh, Lalit, I'll tell you what's a tier 19 or a tier 99 referral. Uh, for example, uh, you have passed me one referral. You have referred me a patient. 
and that becomes a tier one referral because that comes directly from you. Correct. This patient is so happy, he goes and refers me one more person. That becomes a tier two referral. Okay. The person who came in as a tier two referral, he gets amazing, happy with the results. He goes and refers another person. That becomes three. Okay. So the third guy refers the fourth. Okay. So one referral that started through you, I want to reach a single referral that started through a BNI member, and that referral itself keep on generating. That's how I want to reach ninety nine. And so far, I have wow. reached 19. Wow. So, my uh, term or my measurement of success is through tiers of referrals rather than the actual transactional value. How of the do referral. you keep track? Oh, I have a dedicated person in my office, my staff. They make sure they put everything on the Excel sheets and they manage all my BNI uh, referrals that I receive and I give. Okay, that's great. I think, I think that stands as a testimony for. For, for what work you've done in BNI, for who you are as an individual, because I could only dream of something like that, being new, relatively new into the uh, BNI process. Um, I'd love to see something like a tier 19 or a tier 20 referral, and I think that's a goal that I'm going to set, uh, you know, in the very future. Thank you for that, you know, uh, thank you so much. Um, a small little tiny message for businessmen who have not yet joined BNI. Uh, for people who have not yet joined BNI, I would say uh, doing all the hard work that you have been doing outside BNI, uh, right? Just get into the BNI and put the same amount of effort. Just do the same hard work that you would do to run your business outside BNI, the same effort inside BNI, and you will see the magic of BNI. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the way to go to uh, tier uh, 10 referral or tier 19 absolutely, referral. Yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. Right. I mean, I think it's magical and I think certain things like that only happen in BNI. Um, I want to know a story of an individual who's added some sort of high intangible value in BNI to you. Alright, uh, to dedicate this to a single person, I would feel I'm not being fair. Let me tell you that before I joined BNI, uh, I had a dream that I would build a house very quickly for my family and I had set this target for 2025. Uh, by the year 2025, the infrastructure residential team of my chapter uh, realized that the dream that I had and the kind of referrals I received and the kind of support they have given, they made me fulfill this dream this year itself, five wow. years in advance. So I just moved into my new home a few months ago and that was only possible by my infrastructure team with their special pricing, with their sincere advice and their payment terms, they have been absolutely phenomenal. I'm sure I wouldn't have gotten this outside BNI. No, oh, that's that's amazing and I really think that's the power of BNI, right? And I've heard so many success stories just like this where dreams actually do come true, not when you want them but even earlier when you do something without expectation. Uh, what do you think, sir? I think you've been doing a lot of that, doing things without expectation. And this is the gift that BNI and the family of BNI has given you. That's right. So, you know, uh, BNI's core philosophy, givers gain. Yeah. Just keep doing, uh, doing uh, good. You don't have to worry and it will take care of correct. itself. Correct, correct. What goes around comes back around in the Yes, <laughs> yes. So, sir, we come to the end of the BNI segment. Now we quickly move on to the fun aspect of it. This is where we, this is where we understand who you are as an individual and more on the personality side of it. So we're going to have the traditional, the cliche rapid fire question. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> so uh, the first question for, for you is what motivates you to get out of bed every single morning? I have a beautiful deck in my house that faces a, a big green park 
okay. uh, lush park. So every morning I go sit in the deck and I make some filter coffee for myself. Okay. So that serene environment, the birds chirping in the morning, that's what I look to every morning. Okay. That's what drives me out of the bed. That's fantastic. I think everybody has their own morning ritual and I think this is an ideal one to go with some coffee. Um, name another business profession you wouldn't mind getting into. I would be a chef. Chef? You would agree. Everybody in my home would agree <laughs> because I am the guy who does majority of the cooking oh. and uh, they just love it. So if I was not a dentist, I always tell my family that in fact they know it. If I was not a dentist, I would be a chef someday. Same pinch on that because you know, uh, I might not be the one who cooks a lot in terms of uh, house cooking but here in office we have a small little pantry and I, I do majority of the cooking here and I, I really enjoy it and you know whenever people ask me about it, I definitely share the same interest as you and I think I would have been a chef too. Uh, what's your favorite part of your current job? Uh, my favorite part of the current job is I actually solve real problems of people. People come to me, uh, when I say smile designing, it is not just about uh, uh, people having a good smile and I'm turning them into brilliant smiles. Okay. There are people who come to me because uh, their self-confidence is too low. Uh, they are unable to get married. They are unable to find the right partners. Uh, they have absolutely zero social life because of the way they look. And I change their appearance completely. I make them, I transform them into new people by changing their uh, the way their teeth look. And that builds a lot of uh, self-esteem in them and a lot of self-confidence. So that transition that I make for them, that keeps me really going. That's fantastic, Dr. Salman. Uh, my next question to you is name three business leaders you would want to have a discussion with over dinner. Uh, okay, that's a good one. I would say, uh, I would name three people who I've really looked up to uh -huh. in terms of uh, business. Uh, the number one would be Mr. Ratan Tata. Okay. Uh, the second one would be Yusuf Ali from okay. the Lulu Group. And okay. third one, my favorite would be Mr. Warren Buffett. Okay. So all three of them. Uh, <laughs> Ratan Tata possibly because I need to learn how he manages to win everybody's heart. Okay. And Yusuf Ali for a guy who just came as a worker who was working in retail to becoming a guy who owns the entire Middle East uh, retail market. Uh, it's uh, absolutely ridiculous. I cannot believe how we managed to do that. Mm -hmm. And Warren Buffet for the humility the man has, <laughs> for the humbleness, for the humility yeah. and the frugal nature that he has. Yeah. That's something really difficult to have when you're the third richest person in the world. And he, and he, he wants to give away most of his wealth yes. to charity as well. What a character indeed. Uh, I think all three are great. One quick thing is, I, I, we've been on this, we've had other guests on this interview and let's say if we put a scorecard, I think Ratan Tata would be first, Elon Musk would be second and and it, it really speaks volumes, isn't it, you know, for the kind of person he is. I mean, a lot of us look up to uh, somebody like him. That, that's fantastic and I think Ratan Tata has been scoring on the leaderboard, okay. <laughs> has been tipping off the scale. Um, sir, my next question is, if you were given a million dollars, what would you do with it? Uh, if I were given a million dollars, I would make a pledge that I would continue to serve all the needy people for the rest of my life with free dental treatment. Wow. Definitely. And all the needy people, whoever I can feed, I would feed them for the rest of their lives. Wow. What so I continue to serve <laughs> free dental treatment and free food. That's great. That, that's great. And I think this this giving part of it, 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 it again, is unconditional, right? Whether it's in BNI or in any part of life, giving comes unconditionally. Um, 
what are some of the most inspirational books or videos that you can recommend to some of our users that you've read or watched? Okay, uh, in terms of any books that I have read, I've read a lot of books and you know typically people would reply to self-help books and Correct. this and that. Correct. I want to give a different perspective. I think everybody should once read J.K. Rowling and her Harry Potter series because uh, for me I think people need to know how much of imagination can be done through one single mind. So that is the power of imagination. I think that series puts that in perspective that a single brain can bring up the entire world. <laughs> yes. So if she can do it, why can't you? You can imagine your own world. Very true. Uh, moving on, uh, let's wrap this up uh, quickly. Uh, so if you authored a book, speaking about books, if you authored a book, what would you call it? Mm, okay, uh, give me a moment. I think I would uh, say, if I were to author a book, I would say simply, I would put it this way, how to be a better human being. Okay. That would be my title. Any reasons? Uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, kindness that's missing in people these days. Mm -hmm. Our society requires a lot more kindness, lot more understanding. People are fighting their own battles which we are not aware of. Correct. So I think if my book or a book can inspire people to be more kinder okay. to this society, I think this world will be a better place. Super. Um, I agree with you and I think even your previous uh, statement speaks for itself for the book. Uh, <clears throat> What is the best advice you ever got? Alright, so I have been so many times during my education and during my career where you know I just uh, have had to be too mad at myself for not trying hard enough. Uh, and one, this advice always stays with me is uh, whatever that I am going through right now will not be very significant in the future. It will be insignificant. So don't stress yourself. Don't punish yourself. Live a stress-free life. Because eventually we all are going to get there. Very true. And I mean, it's it's all about the process and it's all about the bigger picture, right? Um, I do agree with you on that. And my next, uh, my, I have last four or five questions coming up your way. Wh what is one community that you'd like to be a part of or already a part of that you would like to recommend? Like a BNI? And? That's what I was going to tell you now. <laughs> uh, I have been part of BNI more than three years. I I just love this place. I enjoy this. I think everybody should be part of it. Yeah. Yes. Simple as that. I agree too. I second that. Um, coffee or tea? I am a coffee person. Coffee oh, person. Okay. I remember the birds <laughs> chirping, the coffee sipping. Uh, indoor or outdoor sports? Uh, I am more of indoor. Uh, okay. I, I, I have played chess professionally oh. for quite some time. And I am a video gamer. Oh. I play strategy video nice. games, warfare games, okay. and uh, I own a PlayStation 4. Okay. And I do a lot of uh, online <laughs> multiplayer games on my gaming PC. Okay. Okay. So I'm more of an indoor gamer. Oh, that's nice. Me personally, I'm the I have a PS4 too, and I play only sporty games. Okay. So I play what you play outdoor, but indoor. indoor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you could teach one subject in school, what would it be? Uh, I think uh, we need to teach people about how to deal with uh, real world problems okay that is a subject that does not <laughs> exist in most of the schools or reality any school. check <laughs> yes and people and kids sometimes they punish themselves too much correct uh, for peer pressure for parental pressure for society pressure so i think we need to start teaching people how to deal with real world problems in the school itself fantastic what's your favorite movie Okay, favorite movie, you will need to give me two because I cannot do justice. I have two movies in my mind. The, the first one I would say is uh, Mel Gibson's Braveheart. 
okay uh, so that's a, a movie i don't know if you've seen or not it's a, i haven't okay so that's a movie it's a combination of uh, really deep uh, romance as well as warfare okay so that's one and second one is will smith's uh, the pursuit of happiness so that father son relationship and how he struggles daily to make yeah, the ends yeah. meet it really relates to myself in a lot of uh, points so i think these two are my favorite movies of all time and my favorite movie is also the pursuit of happiness there's so many things that we match on i'm so glad that we have so many similarities and i recently did a podcast about that oh. about the uh, the pursuit of happiness and as you know i'm into uh, coaching uh, this specific uh, movie i believe teaches a lot of parents about parenting and you know how it should be so <clears throat> again you've been dressed in formals do you prefer formals or casuals uh, honestly i would prefer casuals in my practice uh, i'm always in scrubs uh-huh. and i'm always in casuals so that's my uh, comfort zone <laughs> that's lovely uh, what was your worst subject in school maths maths same on that so <laughs> what, what do you do on a rainy day on a rainy day i would uh, uh, roast some chicken uh-huh. make some prawn soup sit in on my couch and netflix and chill wow <laughs> what better way huh? to i mean perfect escape um if you could make a documentary about anything what would it be uh i would say right now uh, if i were having an opportunity to make a documentary i would make documentary i don't know uh, whether it's the right uh, stage to say that but i would say that this right now i would make a documentary between all the daily life people the hindus and muslims who are living in perfect harmony yes in every city in every village in every small town in their daily lives all across the country mm-hmm. so that this documentary can be related by every indian across every state and know that we are all the same i think india needs this kind of a documentary yes. i'm surprised that there no such documentary exists mm-hmm. and there is a huge market i think it's time to hit the netflix recommendation yes. to them and say please do this and i think it will capture a lot of young audience i think uh, india as a country has its power in its youth and the youths today are being more liberal they are understanding that it's it we are beyond all of these things and i still remember when i had visited ireland i saw a beautiful poster it, it was you know gummy bears right these yes. uh, uh, so they put about 10 gummy bears of different sizes and colors and they said we're still made up of the same thing yes. right and, and that's i think a message that everybody has to get and dr salman we come to the end of our rapid fire question even though it was not that rapid i think it also had a lot of takeaways from this as well thank you for being on networking and beyond it's my pleasure to have you and i think i've had a great time i i hope you've had a great time too thank you so much lalit i have had a fantastic time i thoroughly enjoyed this and this being my first first podcast i really did not know what to expect when i was coming here uh-huh. but now that we have reached the end of the segment <laughs> i have really enjoyed this session thank you so much for having me here thank you so much dr salman and thus um, i really want to say that my few takeaways from throughout this podcast is number one be selfless be a giver because if you're in business you're in in, in the people's uh, skills domain right people matter most and the the more you give to them the more you'll get back uh, the second thing that i also got is that when you're into a service industry you can't really look at it as a business but you got to look at it as service to people 
and then automatically things will, will things will flow for you and uh, third remember to always floss <laughs> because for me uh, i haven't been flossed i've never flossed in my life and i think that's a very very strong takeaway uh, takeaway for me to maintain oral hygiene to get my eating habits right and to floss brush twice a day and make sure that i do enough rinsing and gargling throughout the day to keep my oral hygiene right i haven't visited uh, the doctor in 6 months and i think i'm going to visit your clinic very soon thank you so much dr selman for being here one more time it's been an amazing time with you thank you so thank much thank you lalit on that note my office will send you some floss <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much thank you, thank you.